So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, uh, today we're going to talk about parenting, apparently, and we're going to talk about the book The Price of Privilege by Madeline Levin, or Madeline Levin, however you want to pronounce it is, again, by the netaliason.com site, the link is going to be down in the description, as always, and I think it is pretty cool, I mean, it is only, quote-unquote, rated 6 out of 10, and the thoughts, and or the little summary of the whole summary is, the first one-third... is a great prime on the problems of popular parents' styles and how that leads to depression, angst, and the excellent cheap problem. The rest is how to parent better, what? How to parent better, which I obviously did not find quite as useful, but if you are a parent, read it. I'm not a parent, but I still pretty interested because I, I don't know, like it is interesting to see things that I haven't seen before, I guess. So I'm gonna read. Basically, kids are being emotionally destroyed by a hyper-competitive education system, leading to systematic depression, angst, anger, drug abuse, and even suicide among adolescents. This leads to a host of problems later in life, and it is up to parents and educators to prevent it from happening. And I do actually have to say, and this is something that I said before, like, if you are a fucking teacher, you do have, um, you, you do can make big things. You really can but I gotta have to check out something really quickly. I'm very sorry. I do wanna look at some. A superficial reading of this type of teenager might suggest that they are simply spoiled over or overindulged. It is tempting to trivialize the problems of kids who have been the recipients of exhaustive parental intervention and have been liberally handed both material and educational opportunities. Yet, the depletion I felt that Friday afternoon came not from treating spoiled or indulged kids, but from treating troubled ones. A talented 13-year-old seriously considers hacking his way into this cool computer system to raise his math grade. An academically outstanding 16-year-old thinks about suicide when her SAT scores her scores come back marginally lower than she had expected. A 14-year-old boy cut from his high school junior varsity basketball team is afraid to go home, anticipating his father's disappointment and criticism. Yes, um, it is, I think, I don't want to say that it is common because um, it seems to be common, but I really don't know. Um, the whole SAT and or in, in just general grades thing is something that I've seen and is something that I've also experienced and is something that um, that is fucked up and is something to consider and something to, to keep in mind and something to uh, to hate quite actually as well. And the kids I see have been given all kinds of material advantages yet feel that they have nothing genuine to anchor their lives to. They lack spontaneity, creativity, enthusiasm and most disturbingly, the capacity for pleasure. As a result, kids can't find the time, both literal and psychological, to linger in internal exploration, a necessary processor to a well-developed sense of self. Fantasies, daydreaming, thinking about oneself and one's future, even just quote-unquote chilling, are critical processes in self-development and cannot be heard. And I think so as well. And I think there's also a problem nowadays, and I'm seeing it just definitely as well in myself, um that I kind of feel like that I have to do something all the time. Like there is no time that I feel like, well, now I can rest. Unless I have really done quite a lot for quite a long time. Then I feel like, well, you know what? I can rest a bit. 
But, you know, I really have to do quite a lot of things and it is quite fucked up because, because yeah, you know, it really easily leads to just doing too much and, and resting too less, which is not a good thing because if you're doing that, you're quite ensuring that you're not able to do things for quite some time. You know, you probably can't, um, you can't just um, stay on that level for longer periods of time. Which is a sad thing because, I mean, yeah, you can go just 150,000% for two weeks, but then you just have to take four weeks off and then you can do it again. And and no, it does not make too much sense. And we should rather uh, keep in mind that we should know or do things, that we should keep things in balance. And then I guess this makes sense. Psychological development goes every or every when children are pressured into valuing the views of others over their own. A young girl walks madly to maintain her high GPA because my mom would have a breakdown if my grades dropped. This girl might be an enthusiastic student under other circumstances, but her needs to keep her mother's anxiety at bay is bound to interfere with her capacity to work independently and with pleasure. Ultimately, motivation for any venture needs to feel like it comes from inside. And if it does not, then it also feels not very good. You know, we do need to have intrinsic motivation. We do need to be motivated uh, because of certain things that we, that, that we value and we think about and we um, think are important. Because, yeah, I mean, if somebody thinks, okay, it is important and it is a good thing, then, then yeah, cool. I don't care. In the end, whomever you might be. Authenticity is not aided when kids have to battle against parents who are implanting other often unrealistic quote-unquote selves stellar student outstanding athlete perfect kid into the teenagers already crowded psychological landscape yes i would say this as well intrusion and support are two fundamentally different processes support is about the needs of the child intrusion is about the needs of the parent very interesting and i forgot about highlighting quite a lot of things so i'm gonna um, i'm gonna take this one and i'm also gonna take this one we need to examine our parenting parenting. Raising children has to come look more and more has come to look more and more like a business endeavor or endeavor and less and less like an endeavor of the heart. We are overly concerned with the quote unquote bottom line with how our children quote unquote do rather than with who our children what with who our children are quote unquote. The poor time attention money into we pour time, attention, money into ensuring their performance, consistently making it to their soccer game while inconsistently making it to the dinner table. Hmm. I think it about it is about different values. I think it about it is about. <laughs> I think it is about seeing different things and seeing uh, different values in different things. And this is what I see. This is what I see. But uh, you as a parent, you as an educator, and you as a person, um, you and or we, we can really, we can really do amazing things. I mean, if you're a teacher, which is a person of, uh, of um, a person of, uh, of power, if you will, power is not the right word. It's something with oh, it's not authentic uh, authority. You are a person of authority for quite a lot of people. Um, yes, it is kids, so it's probably not going to be something that you are like really stoked about. But you do have the power to to change them, and this is amazing because, um, fortunately, quite a lot of people 
um, in the um, higher class areas are taught in school. Let's put it like this, very, <laughs> very uh, not good, uh, not very well done here, my speaking, my communicating, but, but I know that you know what I mean. Um, fortunately, there's a lot of children that are able to go to school and uh, they should really profit from good teachers. And of course, you know, some teachers are going to have this opinion, some teachers are going to have that opinion, some teachers are going to be better and some teachers are going to be worse. And some teachers are going to be better for some students and some teachers are going to be worse for some students because uh, we all have different um, different ways of viewing the world, different ways of thinking about things and stuff. And um, uh, and yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable. But, but we as an educator, or you as an educator and or a teacher, you can really do a lot of things and you really can change those children because they believe in it and they, they think you're amazing and they think that, that you're fucking whatever, even though you're not. And the older they get, uh, the less they think about that in such a way, I think. Um, we need to examine our... Oh, I have... America's newly identified at-risk group is preteens and teens from affluent, well-educated families. In spite of their economic and social advantages, they experience among the highest rates of depression, substance abuse, anxiety disorders, systematic complaints, and unhappiness of any group of children in this country. And I definitely want to point out, because I, it just went through my head, there's a lot just more important things, uh, substance abuse. I think that since... The last week I've been on a trip with my class. I've been drinking quite a lot. I've been drinking more than I've been drinking in my whole entire life altogether. Uh, I just, I'm not a drinker. I, I uh, also haven't drank since then. Well, that's not true. Yesterday, I think, or the day before I have. Um, but it's, it's it's been one glass of just something because of school and stuff. And I thought, well, yeah, okay. But, but in the end, it was really unnecessary. But anyway... Um, I have seen that it really can just change things um, and and you can also really use it as a tool, I think. It depends on just which substance it is. Um, actually, you can also just uh, choose tobacco or nicotine, which can make you more concentrated, which can make you whatever. But, um, but yeah, you really have to be conscious about the fact that you shouldn't overdo it and that you should then also use it as a tool. Because the, uh, um, I would say the line between, okay, it is a tool and it is just something that I do because I'm either just, um, I need it, I'm abusing it and, or just, uh, I'm bored or some other shit. It's very thin. It's a very thin line and, um, also very just a difficult line to, to get back to, you know, if you're one stepped over this burden, over this wall, uh, going back to it is, um, pretty fucked up, I would say, really. I just wanna about something. I really just wanna. Um, the thing is, what I've seen with alcohol, primarily alcohol, I haven't just taken anything. Well, well, tobacco, but but I don't like it. I think it is quite unnecessary to a high degree. Is that um, that I can really talk to quite anybody, you know? And I've been able to just talk to some people that I haven't been talking before, and I've uh, seemingly been able to just uh, have a better bounding with. Um, different people in my class and I think this is amazing and it is and this is a really cool thing that you are able to to just talk to people and talk freely to people of course 
And this is something that I've always thought, you know, you're not just saying something and saying dumb shit and, uh, and are an asshole and stuff like that. No, um, I at least I can really think about what I'm going to say and whether this is smart to say or not, or whether uh, this is something that I should be saying or not. Of course, you are more likely to say something that you would not have said without the alcohol. But yeah, anyway, my bottom line is that there is, um, I understand it because you feel better. That's quite it. And, and I mean, once you just get the hang of it, once you just um, subconsciously get the hang of it, that, okay, if you just take this substance, then everything is going to be fine. Then, then yeah, I think it is very understandable that, that people are, are prone to it. Studies of public school students have shown that as many as 22% of adolescents girls from financially comfortable families suffer from clinical depression. This is three times the national rate of depression for adolescent girls. By the end of high school, as many as one-third of girls from these families can exhibit clinically significant symptoms of anxiety. And this is... Um, I hate to, to see that. She said on Wharton Sloan or Haas, the three top-ranked undergraduate business schools in the country. Are they? I didn't know about that. I, pointed, I point out that these schools are extremely difficult to get into and that Catherine has never mentioned whether the schools themselves or the towns they are located in are appealing to her. Catherine dismisses my concern. I want to get a job when I graduate. One of those schools will be my ticket, she insists. And I'm actually at this point of time, I'm just very unsure about this because I mean, yes, the standards is going to be, um, the standard is going to be higher if you uh, have attended such a school. Um, it is going to be something different. You're not, you're not going to be, um, I don't want to say dumb, but but if you are just the worst in Harvard, then you're still going to be the best in some other school, kind of, or even better than the best at some kind of other school. I assume at least. I don't actually know. Um, but maybe this is something that we think is the case, uh, even though it is not. On the other hand, I think at this point of time, you can really, 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 if you just put in the work and if it is something that you really appreciate and really enjoy doing, then you can really get good and, and way better than anybody else. And by also not just uh, attending such a Ivy League school or such um, whatever school. But of course, um, those brands, they are going to stay for a bit long, I guess. Regardless of whether research has focused on younger kids, older kids, or has followed youngsters throughout their adolescence, two factories factors repeatedly emerge as contribution to their high levels of emotional problems. The first is, is achievement pressure and the second is isolation from parents. 31 while achievement, uh, while achievement pressure and isolation from adults appear to be mutually exclusive, somebody has to be putting the pressure on. Uh, they are not. In fact, achievement pressure often comes from parents who are over-evolved in how well their children perform and inadequately evolved in monitoring these same children in other areas. We can be over-involved in the wrong things and under-involved in the right things both at the same time. Yes, unfortunately. And, and yeah, I think we're going to go ahead with this in the next episode or in the next uh, podcast. I think it is very interesting. I think it is very cool. Um, it's not really something that I just, I don't know, appreciate or something. You know, it is it is a harsh thing for me because uh, because I think it is a painful thing to to know that okay you come to this world and um, the only reason why something is wrong is because of your parents quite and or your surroundings 
But yeah, anyway, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. Um, three other questions that I'm having you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three questions uh, hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. On the other hand, one other question that I'm having you is, what could you particularly say, particularly say, that is really going to change somebody's life and that is really going to make a difference? Because I totally believe that we all can say something and that we all can do something. But unfortunately, it's not the case really often and we often are just silent and do not say anything. But yeah, anyway, with that being said, I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. Bye-bye and thank you from the bottom of my heart because I just really, truly appreciate you. Thank you.